We are back. Season four of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Tyler, and along with me are two other hosts and a producer. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we like to showcase breweries, their beers, and conclude every episode with a thematic-ish conversation. If you're a casual listener or a seasoned vet, you know what to expect. Producers continue to change throughout episodes, but the same old connoisseurs will continue to provide top-tier content. Please feel free to listen to all of our previous episodes and producer specials to get an insight into all the breweries and beers we've mostly enjoyed. And whether you're new or returning, we are pleased to be your favorite craft beer podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. Along with us today is producer Russell. Hello, Russell. Good day, Rusty boy. <laughs> However, well, that, that, that's um, only three of us. Yes. However, uh, there has been an epic failure as uh, Chris uh, could not make today. Still could not make it. Uh, traffic is really, really difficult for where he comes from. It's true. And uh, there's there was an accident. Yeah. A few red lights. Um, <laughs> a couple. Of so red hopefully, um, you know. We'll see him soon. I, I hope next episode. Cross the fingers. You know, our procedural bylaw states that if you miss um, three recordings in a row, then you're out. You're, you could be voted out. Because time will tell. And uh, I don't think we need to do that. No. But he, he wouldn't show for the vote anyway. We, <laughs> we, uh, we want to see him soon. Yes. So in today's episode, we are going to be reviewing... Stillfields Brewing out of Meaford, Ontario, and there might be a little connection to Meaford uh, a little later on. Absolutely. So we're going to be having two of their beers today, the first one being a Grisette, which is also the same name of the beer, and the second one is called Still Buds, which is a Suedo Lager. And to finish off the episode, we're going to be talking about our farming experiences... Your voice is settled back? Yeah. Not No more high pitch? No. Oh. It's just, you know, sometimes these thematic conversations like even catch me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> even it's, catch me off guard. Yep. This is true. You know, but uh, anyways, we are back. Now, Stillfields is located at the intersection of Highway 26 and Third Line, just outside of Meaford, as previously mentioned. Um, it's, uh, it's owned by a team of Margaret Curtis, Stephen Ormsby, Owen, and Jacqueline Roth, um, and they actually opened up. In the fall of 2021. Yes. So we see a lot of breweries closing, and this one's opening. This so, one's doing the exact opposite of so closing. That's it's nice. Great. Yes. It's good to have that. Yes. Uh, so sitting on 22 acres of land, Stillfields offers a unique setting where the beer itself is based on the small batches of mixed culture fermentation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we've seen a few of these breweries around. Yep. Uh, maybe like a small Pony Barrel Works, for example, is kind of rings a bell in terms of what they're kind of going for here. Right. Uh, so utilizing raw ingredients grown in the fields themselves, it I ensures like the highest integrity from inception to your glass or bottle or whatever you're drinking it out of. <laughs> das Boot, maybe. I, I don't gonna, know. <laughs> you know. I was going to say doing like a shoe or something, but sure. that, yeah. I don't know if it I don't know if uh, Chris, and I know you're not here, um, but if that a shoe would be the proper glassware. Mm. I don't think it's glass at all. It's probably not. A little bit of leather. That's <laughs> true. doesn't matter how good your ingredients are if you're sucking it out of a shoe. Yes. Yes. Uh, I have like a... Is that Australian that has to do that? Australians do that? Yeah, they the do shoey? a little, little, little shoey. Little yeah, bit, yeah. 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 We should do that sometime. No, we should not. Probably not. You're right. 
<laughs> All right. say. Anyway. Yeah. So the brewery itself, um, I've I've never been. We're, we're going to get there, but uh, it, it does have. Yeah, a we're pat- actually on our uh, driving right now. <laughs> yeah, we should. This is live on location in the vehicle. I wish. That'd be Could you cool. imagine? Get an RV. Yeah. But anyways, who's driving then? Producer. <laughs> it's Russell. Yeah. We got Russell for a reason. Yeah. That's why we call him Russell for a reason. Yep. Uh, there is a patio for all seasons, including winter, which would be all seasons. Yeah, it would be, yes. Uh, you can cozy up by the fire, enjoy a, a bright, sunny day with some oak barrels. There's picnic tables and uh, some Muskoka chairs. Yes. So there's a whole atmosphere that they're creating here. Yes. So there's no actual inside um, taproom. It's all patio-based. Oh. Yes. Patio is, My Lantern. Yes. It's like Kim, <laughs> Kim Mitchell action. There. Yeah. Yes. So is Kim uh, there? Uh, maybe. Okay. That'd be great. Singing some patio lanterns. <laughs> anyway, um, so every third Thursday of the month, there's a farmer's market with uh, local shops to stock your fridges up. Because when your fridges are empty, you need to put stuff in them. And I, I've heard. Still fields might be the play. Yes, exactly. So some local stuff, right? Local stuff. We did get some notes here, but um, I've, I've never been. I have also never been. And neither has Russell. Correct. Um, Do we want to go? Yes. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, of course, right? Always. Especially when we see some of these uh, bottles that they've got here. Right, I think. Exactly. I mean, we always talk about the can art. Do you think you could screw up a bottle art too? Yep. I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> I look forward to that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, as we said, you know, none of us have actually been there, but uh, Chris's mother has. Oh, she didn't think of us, did she? Mm, you know, I think she only thought about her son, which to me, eh. uh, nepotism eh. does, it just doesn't sit well. Eh. You know, just... Well, as, as, as a fan of the podcast, you should know. Huge fan of the podcast, but not fans of us individually. Um, at least not enough to get us some beers. Fair enough. But uh, we don't have a whole lot of information because it is relatively new. Hmm. And we have not been. And Chris's mom um, didn't provide us with a whole lot of information. But we do know... Or, that they, or beer. Yeah. <laughs> as you mentioned. <laughs> but we do know that they are on Untapped, and they do have some beers on there. So, yes. Brett, why don't you hit us with some numbers there? So, they have created 33 different beers with an average rating of 3.90 out of 5. So, that is what I like to see. Yeah. Right? Uh, very bad. high ratings. Um, as I've kind of, we've kind of mentioned, we haven't been there. Also, none of us have any chickens. Which is no. Which is strange. We don't. Yes, we but don't. But again, Mama's boy, Chris. Yes, the old me boy, uh, Chris. <laughs> uh, he has... Uh, Received some beers from Stillfields, mm-hmm. and uh, I know he's going to feel bad when uh, we make fun of him this whole time, yeah, but well. even if he was here beside us, we'd still make fun of him. Absolutely. Um, so he has five check-ins with the highest rate of being hit, the Farmhouse Pilsner at a four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, now let's talk a little bit about delivery, right? So they do have a delivery. It is free shipping on any order over $100. Anywhere in Ontario. Now we talk about this too, is sharing is caring, um, unless you're... Chris's mom, uh, but uh, we, we do think it is good to get uh, some beers to in, in people's hands and in those fridges that you need to stock. So $100 shouldn't be too hard to um, hit. C- if- collaborate, and especially when uh, some of their stuff does come in bigger bottles. Yeah, we're well. talking premium Bigger beer. bottles, bigger price point. Uh, more m- beer. More beer. Simple I mean, everybody wins. Really? At the end of the day. Everybody wins. Now, they are open uh, Sunday through Thursday, 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., and then Friday is Saturday, 12 to 8. Yes. So those are the times that we need to go. We need to go during one of those times. Yeah, I'm thinking so. But uh, not, on, not on a Monday. Uh, Do you want to go on a Monday? Yeah. I mean, if, if you had it off, I'd go on a Monday because oh, wow. they're open seven days a week. It's true. So. What we need to do is we need to find um, a holiday that they're going to be open that we can attend. Ooh. There is one coming up. Mm. 
Thanksgiving, perhaps. <laughs> Labor Day. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, what their holiday Family hours Day, are. if we're really stretching a little far. It's true. Isn't Christmas on a Monday this year too? Actually, I, I don't know about that. Uh, probably not open during Christmas Day. But I, it would be hilarious, though. I do think it is important to note that uh, always make sure that whatever uh, whatever brewery you're going to, to ensure if you're going on a holiday, some will be open. Some will be. Some will be open. This one probably also will be open. I would hope so. Yeah. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to link their information on our social media, just like we do every um, other week. Absolutely. And we should probably get on to beer number one, because my mouth is a little parched, and I could use a beverage. Let's do it. Okay. A big shout out and thank you to Jacqueline. For providing the beers on today's episode. Thank you, Jacqueline. Much appreciated. So the first beer we're having is Grisette. Again, as I said, uh, happens to be the name of the beer as well. It's nice when they do that. Yes. You know, Makes you don't it have to guess. simple for me. You don't have to guess. Yes. So the percentage in this is 4% and the IBUs are unlisted. This is where you come in. They are unlisted. Mm-hmm. This is where you come in in terms of explaining what we're going to see here. Yeah. And taste, I should say. Hopefully. Yes. So this grisette is very approachable. So they say. Oh, it's right. It's right here. So yeah, very approachable. <laughs> it's fruit with 50% flaked wheat and 50% barley. So a nice 50-50 mix. Utilizing their own cascade hops, which you mentioned earlier on in this episode, mm-hmm. as they like to use everything farm fresh. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's finished with the Styrian Celia, or Celia, uh, in the kettle. Uh, barrel ages in oak for over a month. Um, to fall, or sorry, to allow some of these natural kind of flavors to kind of round out the beer. Um, and we see that with some grisettes. Um, this will also provide some floral notes with a subtle lemon tartness. Ooh, That's lemon. what I'm looking for. Yes. I'm looking for that subtle lemon tartness on I, the back. I do like uh, uh, some subtle lemon tartness. I, hope. I don't want it overpowered with lemon at all. Oh, give me a little, little zing. A little bit, a little oh, bit this, Give me a little tart, tart at the end. So, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on Untapped Craft Beer Connoisseurs. The rating for Grisette is 3.93 out of 5, so a little bit above their uh, normal average, and 134 check-ins. We've had four f- of our friends on Untapped uh, check this one in. I like with, doing this. Yeah. I like that. With a 3.94, so just one point higher. That's good. Yes. And there's been five, five out of fives. Good. All right. Take a little cough there, Brett. Yeah, sorry about that. Clear it out. I was just so excited. Hey. Five out of fives there. Clear it out. That's I'm all right. maybe this will be a five out of five. <laughs> it might be. It might be. All right. What we need to do is grab the massive bottle. That is one thing we should have mentioned. Uh, this is not coming out of the can. It is not coming out of the can. It's coming out of a bottle. Uh, you'll see on our untap that uh, the bottle is too big, and mm-hmm. uh, we cut off the top um, yes. in the picture. Not uh, Not literally. Uh, so it is in our wonderful picture, but uh, you're going to be missing a little bit of the bottleneck. But grab that massive bottle, grab your glass, and let's open her up. All right. So you pour it. There, good. Excellent. And I'm going to talk about the glassware because Chris is not here. Um, so we are going to be drinking this out of a lovely tulip glass. And um, I think this is going to kind of showcase some of those colors of this beer. Hopefully, they are, and some of the aromas. Uh, Brett, what are you getting there, bud? Uh, definitely, uh, you can definitely get a good scent of lemon off the top here, um, along with that um, just general barrel agedness. I don't know exactly know if it was oak barrels or, or yeah, you know whisk barrels or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, pretty much 
exactly what I can smell from a grisette. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's what it is so far, yeah. which is so, nice. So as I mentioned, it is, is the oak barrel. Uh, so there's some oakiness yeah, to it. you didn't mention that, actually. There's s- some lemon on the nose. You don't exactly I, I don't see much this. lemon oak. Yeah. Um, now, as for the color, putting up to the, the light, we're getting a almost kind of like a lemon hue. Yes, yes. Right. Um, there is uh, some flotations. Some flotations. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. You I spilled. was just holding it to the light and almost spilled. You, uh, yeah, you forgot that the fluid is in the glass. Yes, yes. I wanted to make sure that I didn't get all the beer because some of it now is on my pants. No, that's uh, good. That's okay. At least save, it's on my pants and on the floor, right? Yeah, save that for later. Yeah, I will. A little, <laughs> little snack on the way home. <laughs> Go. Do not drink and drive. That's true. You should uh, not do that. There you go. Um, all right, Brett, why don't you talk about the the bottle that the, comes this in? This massive, massive bottle. And while you do that, I'm going to start drinking. So the bottle is dark. Um, the label itself, kind of like a peach um, um, font slash, I believe, um, just looks like a brand of art, I'm going to say. I'm just going to say that. But this is batch number 13. There and it was bottled on July 14th. Nice. So we do have Send me some, some fresh. Yes. I told you I was going to script the bottle. I, I literally, yeah, it's, I it's, literally it's, forecasted it. Yeah, you're good. It's a little abstract. Yeah, exactly. Very abstract. Nice. You know what? That's, that's the word I was going for abstract. There you go. 750 milliliters. Nice yes. bottle. Mm-hmm. All right, Brett, start drinking, bud. Now, oh, thank I'm, God. I'm not here drinking alone. Yeah. yeah, I'll join you. As you not should. in the uh, alone part, in the drinking part. There you go. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's it's clean. It's it's refreshing. Uh, there's decent carbonation to it. Yes. Um, I I didn't take this out any earlier than I, I would have because nope. we don't need it for this kind of beer. And it's nice because it's crisp. There's a lot of crispness to it. It is. It is crisp for sure. Um, I'm not getting as much lemon as what I was hoping for. It's definitely there. Um, but maybe it's maybe too subtle for me. Maybe. But definitely the carbonation for a grisette is right there. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mind this beer at all, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, let me just get another, let me get another swig here, just to give you a little bit more intel, if you will. Yeah, I think from the barrel age perspective is some of that oakiness is coming out, but again, there's the other flavors that are there, so it's not like you're getting a heavy wood kind of flavor, and sometimes mm-hmm. when you do barrel aged, it, it, it does kind of hold on to that grittiness, if you will. Mm-hmm. Depending on how often the barrel's been used. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it depends How on wet the barrel can be inside, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, the one thing that's standing up for me is the carbonation. I know we kind of mentioned it is uh, decently carbonated. It's once you get into more and more sips, you can definitely tell how carbonated it really is. And that's just from the sitting in there, sure. right? Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, there are some floral notes that are coming through. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's light and refreshing. Um, the 4% is nice. I think it's at a really good, you know, kind of um, alcohol point. That yeah, nice and light. A good summer beer. Yeah. I know we're kind of closing down summer, unfortunately, here. Uh, but this is definitely a beer that you could have, I don't know, uh, maybe in a Muskoka chair? Yeah, maybe, yeah. At, I, I see this uh, is almost like, stuff? this is kind of like a, um, I don't know, like a season's changing. I, I could see this as a nice summer into fall kind of beer. Um, like you, early you, September beer? Yeah, you kind of... I mean, this is the perfect time for it, right? Yeah, you get absolutely. some of those crisp mornings. I keep... Ooh, I don't like crisp mornings. <laughs> I don't either, but I feel I like, like... warm mornings. Yeah, I do too, but you get you get something that's got a little bit of a chill there. Um, this is nice, and again, it's refreshing. So. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you want to start maybe going on to the... Yeah, we should probably talk about the five-flavor profession. Okay. So number one is light. Um, I think... In terms of the flavor, it is uh, it is light for sure. I don't think um, 
pardon me, for this one, with the amount of carbonation that's coming through, I think you want to be one and done with this. I don't think you want to, and also it's a 750 bottle as well, gonna, so if you're drinking say, the whole bottle yourself, <laughs> probably you should be one and done. Yeah, at the 750, this I think you could get the full bottle and, and enjoy and it. And be happy with it. Yeah, that's and, and, nice. And, and sip on it, right? Be a yeah. nice little summer sipper. Yeah. Or maybe fall sipper, I guess we're getting there. Uh, number two is subtle. Yeah, I think this plays well in, in this category. Um, again, there's a little bit of a lemon. It's it's not overpowering. It's it's subtle. Um, the oakiness of it, I think, keeping in it for a month was is a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you keep it in there longer, you're obviously going to be getting more of um, kind of taking away. Yeah, dro- it just turns into out. an oak beer, really. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. You're, you're, you're going to see less lemon. Yeah, you're going to not have those flavors pull out. So I think that this is nice. I think it's it's a perfect timing because you get a, enough of it. Um, but again, it's not overpowering. So a lot of subtle flavors coming yes. in. Yes, and number three, lemony. Don't know why they didn't choose just lemon. <laughs> yeah. It's lemony. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's got my snickets. <laughs> I see what you did there. See, it's, it's what like, a series of unfortunate events. It's true, but not this beer. No, 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 no. Uh, and this that, is fortunate events right it, now. It's true, and it leads us to number four on our list. Bright. Yes. Yes. I, I definitely think, I mean, if you're holding up to the light, <laughs> it definitely is bright for sure. Um, but I think it does take a little bit um, of, you know, a little bit of nuances as well to get to that bright. And again, you see this with uh, different beers that have limited amount of check-ins that, you know, sometimes people are just clicking words. Do you really think that bright is one of those ones that should be in here? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't mind it being in there um, at the four spot for me. Um, I what, think, what do you see that's bright in this beer besides like maybe just the, the color of it? Well, it's not. It's it's the flavor, yeah. right? It's a it's a bright flavor. It it keeps me kind of as I say, I see bright sometimes going with the refreshing refreshing aspect, mm-hmm. um, and it makes me want to go back. There's a little bit of a mouth feel, and I don't know if that's. I mean, Brett and I went out for dinner tonight. Uh, we, we did, this. yeah, yeah. And uh, we don't have to say where people could just guess, but yeah. it was it was a good dinner. It was a good dinner. Company could have been better. Uh, that's true. But I could have hung out with other people. <laughs> fans of the podcast. Yes. But uh, I'm wondering, because I'm getting a bit of a mouthfeel, and I, I think that it's just, it's not completely finishing. It's it's not a clean finish. It's it's lingering there, yes. But I think that that's, it's bright in the flavors that's it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, number five, grapefruity. Nah, not for me. Yeah, no. Uh, maybe a, a tinge on the back end, but I think also that's coming from the carbonation of this. Could be, yeah. And the lemon and the carbonation kind of mixing it. I, I do think that I would have probably put in something of like the floral notes. Yes. Um, it's it's not overbearing. Again, like everything's just very subtle. I, I want to say it's well balanced, but it's not like it's a, a teeter-totter, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, like a balanced plate with equal weight on four corners uh, because there's four different flavors I'm picking up here um, and it's balanced. I almost feel like earthy would be kind of what I would go for. And I know earthy more yeah. so you see that in different kind of styles, but I think this one would be for sure earthy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and earthy and, and the floral. Yeah, earthy kind of, floral. Kind of goes in. That would kind of take out the bright and the grapefruity for me. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. Uh, let's think of, uh, you know, other people have had this beer. Yeah. And probably should go with their untapped reviews as well. And Tyler, you're the first one. Yeah. So Adriel uh, F uh, handles Adriel uh, stated that this beer is crisp. See? I knew somebody would agree with more character than a 4% represents, and they gave it a 3.75 out of 5. I, I do think it does drink heavier than the 4%, personally. Really? Yeah, I do think it does drink a little heavier. I'm not saying it's it's going into that, you know, 6 or 7 territory. 
I, I just think that, uh, you know, if it says 4% and then you have this beer, it's like, oh, interesting. See, yep. I don't think it does. Okay. I think I think it's 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 light and bright. Light, what do light you got and bright. The, there you go. What do you got for the next one? So this one comes from Fine Things Fermented. Okay. Well, maybe this beer fits And his in. handle is Agent Ale Rate Beer. Yeah, this is extra facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, uh, light, funky, and very easy drinking. Um, an excellent gateway beer to any of the wild styles of beer. And I think he hit the this uh, you know nail on the head, yeah. uh, if you will. I think this I is a definite gateway to kind of experiment with a wild style of beer. She's wild, baby. Right? right. And he rated it a 3.80 out of 5. That's right. She has got that premium. Yeah, premium, premium. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get this party started on recording night. Um, I'm going to give it a four. I think it's a very nice beer. Very well done. Okay. Um, you want to take, uh, Chris has had this beer before, so you want to take Chris's rating? Yeah, Chris a, gave Chris it Russell's? a, a 3.75. Uh, said, super refreshing, low ABV, makes it really crushable, easy to be able to do the entire 750 milliliter bottle. A little bit of lemon and bubble gum coming through. Kind of First a saison First notice bubble gum. Yeah. Wait, let me take another swig here, just see if I get any bubble gum. No, not really. <laughs> All right. So, I'm not picking up uh, on the bubble gum myself, yeah, but uh, f- a fair assessment. Right. We uh, should have probably put those comments up uh, above when we were talking about the beer. Well, you know, it, it is what it is, crash. right? Yeah. Anyway. Brett, what do you uh, got? For myself, I'm going to give this a 3.5. Um, I, again, I think it's a it's a, a good beer. Um, of course, that's not really my go-to style for sure. Um, you know, it's said, said about the subtle lemon. lemon. I wish maybe there was more lemon. I know it's kind of funny to kind of uniquely say that, but I wish maybe it was a little bit more lemony, if you will, to kind of bring that rating up a little higher. Sure, sure. Uh, Producer Russell, uh, speaking of higher, is giving it a higher rating than I did, and he's giving it a 3.75. This should be easy math for you, Tyler. It is very easy math, Brett, and I appreciate you uh, rounding out uh, those ratings. So (laughs) that's going to give us an overall of a 3.75. We're not going to go up or down with that. No, no need to round because it's already rounded. We're right there. All right. uh, Next up is going to be the second beer of this podcast. All right. We're back. So the second beer is Still Buds, which is a pseudo lager. That's us after so many years. Still you know what? It makes me wonder if there was a backstory to this one. You know, like a little right. bit of a falling out or something uh, might have rocked the boat. Or, you know, afterwards they had a little makeup and by making up means this beer. Yeah. Collaborated together. 4% ABV and IBUs are unlisted. Brett, now, hit us with uh, what Also, this just be. as a, a oh. note, um, it said pseudo lager, um, pseudo lager, whatever there you want to say. Go. Um, also on the a can or <laughs> can, it's not a can. You want to do that now? You want to talk? Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Just because it does labeled as an extra hoppy ale. Okay. Okay. And the fun fact about this one is stubby bottles. Yeah, this is who nice doesn't bottle. love a good stubby bottle. I might keep this bottle. Oh, I'm keeping it for sure. Hundred percent, I am. This is a nice bottle, right? I like this. Nice. I remember they used to have like the um, what was it? Red stripes. Yeah, yeah. Were in the stubby bottles. Yeah, yeah. That was my first introduction to uh, stubbies. Uh, anyway, we should probably, you know, move on to not that. Um, so this actually is a collaboration with Bellwoods. I love Bellwoods. I also do. I really do enjoy Bellwoods. So and I'm looking forward to this. one of those things where if you're a brewery and you kind of just came in, what would it be, what, almost two years now? Yep. And you're doing a collaboration with Bellwoods. Not bad. You must be doing something right. Or you know somebody. 
Also that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so the Sudalager, extra hoppy ale, is pressure fermented with San Diego super yeast, then lagered for two weeks in oak barrels. Again, kind of going back to the, the barrel aspect of things, right? Dry hop with Herzbucker. So Herzbucker produces a fruity, spicy, and floral character. It's light and refreshing with a pleasant malt character and a nice, firm bitterness. You know, there is some ratings for this beer, Tyler. You're supposed to get this. Oh, I know, right? Were you too busy I was, I was just, talking to your buds? I was looking up some information. Talking to your buds? No, I don't have any buds. Oh, you know this. <laughs> I've got podcast co-hosts. That's all I got. Yeah. And now, one of them's not even here. That's true. I wanted to look up the, uh, to make sure this information is good, because Russell's slacking. Uh, that, that's very accurate. <laughs> so their overall rating for Still Buds is 3.84 out of 5. Um, with 33 check-ins. So there's not a whole lot of check-ins on this, which makes sense because it's a newer beer, um, as well as, um, I mean, it's a nice collab. So <laughs> we like that. Um, zero of our friends have had this beer, so that makes us exclusive. It makes us good people. In our friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one five out of five. Okay? Yes. Excellent. So grab your stubby and grab your glass. And let's open her up. All right. Forgot to say grab your bottle opener, but uh, I already had it in my hand, so we're fine. I knew what you got. Yep. So, the pours. Um, Brett, what are we going to be drinking this one out of? Oh, we're, oh, I should probably get closer to the mic. You, you might want to get a little bit closer to the mic. You there, almost fella. just set yourself up for this one. Well, you, uh, I yeah. should have, but Russell I was pouring. Ru- I was Russell pouring. didn't write it that way. So we are going to, again, drink this one out of a tulip glass. So hopefully in between beers, you have rinsed your glass. <laughs> or you just have that many tulips. Yes. Or you just have that many tulips around, hanging around. Keep mixing them up. It's not like uh, IPA glasses, because those ones shatter pretty quickly. I got a four-pack for Christmas, and I've already gone through three of them. <sighs> right. Chris, that, how do you feel about that one? That hurts. That hurts. That stings, doesn't it? Anyway, so uh, all right, what do you uh, what do you see with this here? This pseudo logger. Yeah, so nice and clear uh, throughout. Uh, I can almost almost see your face through here. It's it's, it's good because I don't. It's, but it's not translucent. It's not that translucent, but it, it's definitely a, a crisp, light one for L- sure. A little cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um, more of like a, a light honeyish color to it. Um, almost like an apple juice. Uh, almost looks like a logger. Juice. I like it very much like yeah. a lager. Uh, decent carbonation. We see that in uh, some of the, some of it as we look through it. Um, yeah, relatively clean, even though that's a little bit hazy. Uh, head, not too much head on it. A little bit of head retention. Yeah. But whatever finger way you do it, not a good amount of head. That's true. Um, and I think we'll be seeing some lacing here as I move it around. Yes, uh, what I about on the nose? It. On the nose, you're kind of just getting, again, that kind of floral. And maybe even a little bit of spice as well. Um, so I'm interested to kind of maybe, uh, dive in a little deeper here. Yeah. And by that, I mean, have it yeah. and consume it. Yeah. Get in there if you like. Uh, um, I will. There I will is get in there. still some oakiness again to this on, on the nose that I, I'm kind of picking up, but, uh, yeah. Interested to see how it tastes. Brett, you've got the first sip there. What do you, uh, I, I do. I do have the first sip. Well, um, it, it's a light, refreshing l- l- lager. I think um, something that's uh, definitely crushable, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, maybe we, we kind of talked about the grisette being kind of like a summer uh, going into fall beer. This one's more like a spring going into summer beer for me. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's it's very refreshing. The, the one thing I am picking up is a, a more breadiness than what I was thinking with that malt um, kind of backbone that was kind of described. But uh, Tyler, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of the hoppiness. Okay. Uh, very hop yeah, it, Obviously the hops are there too, but it's not at the forefront for me. For me it is. Okay. Um, um, I don't know if there's some grassy undertones to it, but um, there's there's something there. The, the oak... I can I can get that, but yeah, I'm I'm getting it's it's the hop hop forward for sure. Okay, um, is it kind of got that earthiness, that bit bitterness? What's kind of? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. It's like there's some there's some earthiness to it. Um, I'm not getting some of the the flavors that you were kind of picking up, but again, I I, I don't know. It's it's very hop forward for me. Okay, well, yeah. um, but do you think it's refreshing? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to come back. I'm, I'm just going to tie to that in because our top five flavor oils, number one is refreshing because yeah. we're going to try to tie that in there. Yeah, I think we'll get there. Um, yeah, I, I think the hoppiness, there's some bready notes to it. Um, refreshing. I don't know if I'm getting refreshing. Okay. And it's hard for me to tie, like, if I'm getting, like, a, a very hop forward, bread forward kind of beer, I don't really think refreshing. Uh, you okay. know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sit there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's the extra hoppy ale is kind of uh, that's what you're getting kind of deal here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. saying it's it's terrible. I'm yeah. just saying that like again, I don't find that really refreshing in that essence. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, number two, bread. Yeah. Like again, I'm, I'm picking up some of the the breadiness okay. to it. Uh, how bitter do you think this is? Because it would be number three. Um, I'd go hoppy over bitter. Yeah. I think there's some bitterness notes to it. For sure, but I, I do feel like it is is hot for and, and number it's just four. very different because it again it's a pseudo lager, right? So we haven't had too many of these before. We haven't, um, so it is kind of hard to compare it to other uh, types of beers that we've had yep. in this style. Correct. But um, yeah, we're, we're trying. Th- there's a, there's a lot of flavor to it. Don't oh yeah, don't for wrong. sure. There's there, a lot of flavor. It's, it's very very flavorful. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost thinking uh, even like herbal too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd throw some herbal yeah. in there. Uh, number four is hoppy, and you've kind of obviously mm-hmm. said that you're definitely getting that. Definitely. Yes. But there is other people who've had this one. Um, they have. And this one's named Chris. You want to take the first one? I, I will take the first one. Go ahead. Uh, his handle is Rusty808 and said, grassy, herbal lemon, slight oak, just so smooth and drinkable. Amazing collab hoppy beer. And he gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second one is Jared T. Handle is JRod1114. Stated that this beer is very refreshing, slightly hoppy, rated a four to five. Just okay. kind of really going against anything that you said about this beer. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go slightly hoppy and the refreshing part. It'd be uh, very hoppy and slightly refreshing. Yeah, I mean, and it, it sits a little heavier. Now, mind you, we just had the grisette, so yes. it's it's. Kind It'd be of interesting a, to see if you get if you had this one on its own. Sure. Um, how it would compare because you obviously have the grisette sitting there still, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll start our ratings. Uh, so out of five bottle caps, I'm going to give this one, I'm going to go with three, five as well. Um, which nobody has done yet, yeah, but I'm just going to say, uh, three, three five, five for me well. What do you, as well. What do you mean? By uh, because <laughs> I did rate the, the last beer three, five. Oh, okay. yeah. See, there you see? Go. Yeah. Tie, yeah. Yeah. Tie it together. Oh my goodness. You gracious. got lucky on that but one. But I will take uh, Chris's review. So he said it started out nice, but as it went on, it became more bitter and malty, bready, yeasty, pretty unique and good quality. Like other uh, Stillfield beers, they remind me a bit of Paris uh, Beer Company in terms of how they brew. Yeah, okay, which is a f- fair comparison. And they get, and Chris gave it a three point two five 
out of five. He sure did. Tyler, what are you going to give this one? Yeah, so I'm going to give this um, a three. I think it's 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 a good beer. There's uh, some things that are just kind of overpowering other things, um, especially in comparison to the Grisette, which was done beautifully. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give this one a three. And uh, as for producer Russell... Yeah, we haven't really heard much from him. More it's just on- a quiet guy sitting back. Almost like we shouldn't have hired him today. No, no. I think that's. I think this is actually kind of nice. You know, got the information in there when they need it, but uh, kind of quiet. I like it. Okay. Um, All right. Hey. It's a good uh, deviation from what we normally get. <laughs> uh, Producer Russell is going to give it a 3.5. Okay. So that's going to give us an overall score of 3.3125. And what, what do you want to go with? You? I'm going to go down. All right, because technically that's math. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a three two five. We'll do a three point two five on that one. Exactly. So that concludes the review of Still Fields and the beers provided for today's episode. I think. Thank you very very much. As I just get through my belching, I don't know why I am hiccuping so much, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Your struggle lesson. All right. All right. We're going to be uh, coming up next with our discussion about farming. back so still fields uh you know is located on a uh, former ca- former cattle farm there you go and it brings up how much experience you know that we have with farms and farming and what would we farmer do five. if we were farmers um so for example i'm gonna ask a question have we ever worked on a farm what did you do um i will start and we'll kind of do like a little a bit of a, a table de la round we do that. Uh, we which do that from time we can do. To time. Uh, so actually, my first ever uh, job was working on a farm. I worked on a dairy farm for two years. I, I milked them cows. And by milk them cows, I mean I press buttons. But still press <laughs> those buttons, because somebody need to be there to press the buttons. Big button uh, presser. Yes. And then, you know, you scrape some poop around and other things like that that come with the, t- the territory. Um, you know, and, and the stone picking and the, and the hay bales and all, all that stuff. So I, I kind of started there when I was just about 16 and did that till I was 18 and took a year you off. did that to, uh, 16 plus yeah. three days. Yes. Heck of and, a time. Uh, and took a year off to uh, focus on baseball. Uh, retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I was a little broke during that time frame. Hey. <laughs> but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. The one thing I will mention, though, is that... Um, um, I got paid monthly. I got paid at the first every month. Oof. So the first two weeks, I lived like a king. The last two weeks, I was asking my dad for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> every other day. Every other day. Got, guys got to eat. All right. Um, Producer Russell, never worked on a farm. Um, do you okay. want to save some? Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to save, split that up? Yes. He just never worked on a farm. Never worked on a farm. No, he not. doesn't really interest him. Okay. Uh, yourself? Yeah. So for me, um, I've been to farms. That's good. Yeah, That's good. I've been to farms. I've seen some massive milk operations mm-hmm. before. I worked at one of those. Probably not the one you looked at. It was not. It 100% was not. Um, I dated a girl who whose dad had a pig farm. Nice. Yeah. You see the pigs? You get some free bacon? Just his daughter. Hey, oh, <laughs> just kid. That's rude. Uh, I know somebody who would like uh, that uh, comment. Yeah. Um, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but good, good guy. He's a millwright. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's been with the, the pig himself. <laughs> yes. What a guy. Shout out to you, Ian. Uh, so other than that, no, I uh, I haven't really had a whole lot of experience with uh, with farms too much. Okay. Um, what about Chris? Yeah, Chris hasn't really farmed, uh, but helped drive the tractors um, and feed the cows. Yeah, that's farming. 
That that right there is farmer. He's right got there. no desire to do that besides drive tractors. But he did it. But this is a connection. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's oh, we're gonna I get mean, there. I, I we'll tie it in a little later on. You got some uh, other questions? Okay, go right. to go to some, go um, to another question. So, so would would you want to farm? What, what, what would you farm? Okay. So, um, I for me, I, if I'm gonna own a farm, probably gonna own a hop farm. Pardon me. Uh, what? A hop <laughs> a farm. Hiccup farm? Hop farm. So actually, um, I got some intel from my brother-in-law. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we went to the Tavistock Hop Company. They had um, a sunflower uh, fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had some of their beers on tap there that um, use their own hops. And I'm kind of explaining the acreage and terms of what it costs per acre to grow hops. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, you're putting a little bit more money in per acreage, but the amount of money that you're making from the hop versus, let's say, if you're doing corn, like a normal kind of cash crop, cash crop yeah. is at least three times. Wow! So it was good to actually kind of know that information. That's kind of the field he's in. Um, but yeah, he says you're, you're obviously putting more money into it. Um, to get but, more money out, you know, money and money. You out. gotta you gotta spend money to make money. I've heard. They, so they say that they do say that. And so you spent money when you worked at the farm. I did but spend you money. Didn't I did spend money on get, beers. Yeah, okay. Um I believe they were called cold shots. Oh yeah, what a time. <laughs> right? That was my go-to back in the day. Right. Uh, just cuz you bring a four pack and you're good to go for the night. Um yeah. So if I was going to, you know, if money wasn't an option by any stretch of imagination, I would definitely buy a, 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 some land and, and make some farm some hops. Yeah. Well, a little sick, a little cascade. I I love I love uh, producer Russell here. Yes, this so is true. Producer Russell would um, own a hobby farm, but not an actual farm. So I guess a hobby farm doesn't count as an actual farm. Would have a few chickens for eggs and meat. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. So, so pretty much what I'm getting from this is you're going to get the animals from whatever kind of source you get the animals from. And then have somebody come in and make food for you. Well, so this is it. If this is a hobby farm, they've got... Listed a few chickens for eggs and meat. So they're two different kinds of chickens, right? There, you want to make sure you have egg laying, and then you're going to have ones for, ones for actually eating. Um, pig, cow to butcher. Um, so this is some kind of hobby farm. You got cows, you got pigs, you got chickens. It does seem like with this uh, farm, you're going to have to have a full time employee. Big garden with a variety of vegetables. I just need somebody who's going to be there 24 7, you know, chopping your cow up or gardening <laughs> or putting your vegetables. In the ground. I just don't know where, I mean, that's uh, quite the hobby farm. That's what I'm saying. Cows and pigs. That's a lot of stuff to manage. Not bad. Right? No, not bad. Um, so this is kind of how it gets tied in, but uh, Chris's mom actually grew up on a farm in Meaford. Yeah. Which he spent a lot of time at during his childhood. Um, so maybe he's actually seen the the uh, cattle farm that is now uh, Stillfields. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. he It might, might be of more benefit now to him. Yeah, Chris, if you could just uh, fill out the survey on our Instagram, that'd be great. Yes. I'm sure he'll get right on that. His wife might. We'll see. Yeah, maybe, maybe. but but Chris has no desire to farm. No, which no is not a shock because if we go and there. and I, judging by his location right now, um, he actually might be on a farm because he's not here. Uh, he's true. driving here. Maybe on a farm. It's true. Uh, but no, his actual residence, um, from what I know of, is nowhere near a farm. Uh, so I feel as though he does not want to farm at all. Oh, used to be a get, farm. And just get things from farm to, ta- to table. Used to be a farm where he lives. Yeah, um, but yeah, no desire to farm, which again is no surprise because we know how much Chris likes animals. Um, 
Accurate. Yeah. Um, as for myself, I, I kind of see the whole hobby farm thing. I, I wouldn't mind doing something like that myself. Um, a little bit smaller scale than I think what producer Russell is saying, like, unless I was completely re- retired. Because if I was, then you'd be able to manage a little bit more of that. But a couple of chickens would be good. Um, I wouldn't also mind doing, um, uh, you know, some, some honey stuff. Uh, get all the bees going. Um, and then when it comes to the garden, enjoy the big garden idea. Um, not just with vegetables, though. I would also do fruit. Um, so I would do a couple of peach trees, an apple tree, a couple of cherry trees. Um, and then, you know, whatever I can eat, I'd eat. Whenever I can't, I'd juice. Whenever I couldn't yeah. juice, I'd compost again. I will tell you, um, you spoke about retirement there. And I, we have a friend who has uh, retired early. Yes. Um, and he, he says, no, it's all cracked up to be. Maybe he wants to go back and work. Well, I could see that. And they usually say about six months um, after you get this itch to be like, what's my sense of purpose again <laughs> to kind of keep yourself busy? I mean, that, that's fair. We yeah. could do that on a, another financial yes, um, yes, amount of conversation sure. at some point. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. Just, do you have uh, any other questions about farming? No, no. I think... You uh, got what you needed from us? Didn't get what I needed. I think having... I, I pretty much have the most amount of experience of farming than uh, any of you guys. That's why we call you Farmer Five. Exactly. Now, I still have no idea what I'm doing, but I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I've... I've worked on farms a lot more than you guys have. It's true. I don't know if that's a source of pride or not, but you're you're wearing that badge. Robert. I will take pride today. I do. Sure. I do think though, adding some hops to the gardens would be would be good. Yep. I know that uh, some of the the individuals that we follow on Instagram, yep. like Kayla like Spears, she yep. she goes ahead. And and just like start a little mini one, like you know how that's what uh, she's got in her, exactly in her right. Uh, people have started plant, uh, you know, farming marijuana and planting those. I'll plant hops. It's a little different, but it's fairly. Similar. It's very similar. Very, absolutely. It's very similar. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap that up. Is it not, Brett? I think so. All right. We are going to be right back with our goodbyes. All right. That's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to your friends, family, and your favorite farmer. I'm Chris. I'm Chris. Tell Chris, too. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to say, you know, you know, tell Chris. So from all of us and the aforementioned Chris and producer Russell, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett, and together we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs>